Hi, and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia, who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Tonight, we're going to be focusing on more media and arts and entertainment um, in that area tonight. So, um, again, it's not the couch, it's a refined version of the couch. It's now called the stools, um, as Chris, as Chris mentioned last week. Let's bring it more into the light, I reckon. Oh, okay. Yeah, into the light. Like, yeah, there we go. Awesome. All cool. right. You don't really need me anymore. I'm just holding the mic. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no. Um, so, Chris and Jen aren't here, by the way. They're out. They're ditching church. Boo. No, that's all right. I'm joking. We still love them. We still love them. But it's just me, the intern, so we can do whatever we want. <laughs> anyway, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna call up our first guest. Please give a massive round of applause for Justin Kendall. Woo-hoo! Have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Thank you. It's good to... Um be on the stool. Yeah, be on the stool, not the couch. I was going to make a silly joke about sampling the stool, but I think that's inappropriate. At church. <laughs> that's all right. We're real good. That's all right. I'm, also, I'm on my notes, so I'm not just like being rude and just like texting while you talk. Um, of course, we have to do the classic rapid fire question. So these are questions that you have no idea what I'm about to ask, mm. but you know, keep you on your feet. So these really quick ones, like first thing that comes to mind. So to kick us off, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk iPhone or Android? iPhone. If your house was on fire, what two things would you run back in and get? Uh, probably my two daughters. Oh, that's... What a very wholesome answer. Oh, very good answer. My wife would be quick enough to get out by herself. So. <laughs> Excellent. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be? <laughs> Answering questions in an interview. <laughs> well... That is a really... That would be a very good superpower. <laughs> And the best present you've ever received. I know that one's a that one's a tough one. I threw a curveball at you. Salvation. Now that's a good that's a good gift. That's a great gift. Excellent, excellent. So Justin, tell us about yourself. Like you're from the morning community. Um, I don't think many people, like if you come to the morning community as well, you might know Justin, but some of you may not know you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Look, firstly, um, I am from the morning community. Nine years, I think, at the morning community. I have not visited the evening community once in nine years. And it is so good to be here. I'm going to be coming back here. Um, The warmth that I felt when I arrived this afternoon and the, um, the sincerity of the fellowship going on in this room is so special. So I'm so glad to be here. In nine years, we've never turned those fairy lights on either in the morning. <laughs> it's amazing what it does for the atmosphere when you've got fairy lights They're going They're so good, on. hey. They're um, so, so good. So I, I, enough about that, uh, that little thing. I've got a lot of fairy lights at home as well. It's a thing of mine. And I've got someone up the back there, Claire, who's a friend of mine, who knows how much I hate lights, but ironically, I have fairy lights everywhere at home. Really? Fairy anyway. lights are, good, are a good touch. A good touch. What do you get up to um, during the week? So I work at, uh, at Hope Media... Um, Mm. and we're an organisation that manages a number of radio stations and other media ministries. Um, The the Sydney radio station is Hope 103.2 that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, So I I work there. The rest of my time is spent uh, either in traffic, 
uh, or looking after my kids, spending time with my wife, trying to have the discipline for a date night once a week. We lead a life group uh, once a week um, with morning community people. Um, and, I, and I try to fix stuff that I break around the house. So <laughs> that is probably the essence of my week. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you get up to quite a few, quite a bit. So at, yeah. one, at your work, Hope mm. 103.2, that's a pretty, pretty well-known radio station. Like, who's heard of Hope 103.2? I have. I listen to it. Face. First thing, listen to it in the car. It's That's great. good to hear. Yeah. I love that. We didn't, we didn't cue that up. That's nice. Um, Hope is a, a really significant ministry. We're in, we're in our 40th year in Sydney. Um, and, you know, uh, the, the current listenership is around the 750,000 people each month. So that's a really big audience wow. that we have. And radio is not dying. You know, Spotify, I, I have to confess, I'm a podcaster and a Spotify person myself. Um, but for about nine hours every day, I'm tuning into Hope. And there is no, this isn't a pitch for how good the station is, but there's no substitute for the relationship aspect of radio. So um, yeah. that was a pitch. I'm sorry. There's probably <laughs> going to be more of that. That's them. okay. Well, <laughs> that's so fun. Um, so what do you do as a part of Hope? What is your job pretty yeah, much? Yeah, my job. Uh, so I, I have two jobs. One is to manage a team of people who are um, very um, passionate and gifted and normal and lovely and their job is to um, to fund the radio station. So they are responsible for fundraising, marketing, resourcing the ministry. It, it, it's about a $7 million a year um, ministry to run, and uh, about 65% of that is listener-supported. So yeah. um, we depend on the people who listen to us, and my team are the ones who manage the relationships with those listeners. So. Yeah, right. And how do you get into that? sort of, mm. yeah, job, because I feel like, oh, yeah, I don't know, like, how would you get into Yeah, that? look, I guess it's a, it's a marketing communications background that naturally leads you into that sort of work. I started with uh, Sony um, and then moved into Scripture Union and then uh, kind of found a job at Hope um, because I I'd, I'd realised that um, my, my heart was leading me to a, a ministry that had reach into people's lives where they are. I, Scripture Union is very much about going to people um, and, and frontline evangelism. What I wanted to be a part of was a ministry that, that was serving people who, who would be in their cars on their way to work, who would be, you know, sleepless nights, wanting to tune in and, mm. and have some company. So I just wanted to be a part of something that was sharing hope um, in the normal. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, so the big questions. Mm. How do you see your work as a mission field? Like, it is a Christian radio station and whatnot, but how do you use that to kind of do mission for God? Yeah. That is a great question. We are at heart an evangelistic organisation. We exist to give people experiences of God's love. Um, and that's our mission statement as a ministry, but that's kind of the mission statement of a Christian. You know, that's why we're here. We're kind of designed to bring glory to God and to show people how good he is. and um, So what I try in my own work um, and my, my personal ministry as a part of my job um, is to, um, to live a, a life that um, is consistent, is full of joy, um, is um, giving people that I work with and people that I interact with experiences of what it means to know and, and follow Jesus. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, I spent yeah. a long time... Yeah in uh, the, I, 
guess, the secular workforce where it's just easy to stand out as a Christian. You know, it's really easy. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're the minority and you're, you're in a, uh, an environment where you are always prodding people to say, what's, what's your story? Uh, when you work in a radio station like Hope where everyone is a Christian, um, your ministry is, is to the people you never really meet. You're serving a bigger a ministry. So it's a, it's a tricky... It's a really tricky question to answer. My ministry is to the friends that I hang out with after I get home from work and to my family. And it's, uh, it's um, yeah, I don't think I've answered your question particularly. No, well. no, that's, that, that's was so, that, that was so, that was golden. No, I think that's really important. Like, so, like, so you're saying pretty much that it's harder because you're, you pretty much, you know, like there are lots of Christians around, so there's not really many opportunities other than after work. Um, in, a, in a sense, or is yeah, that... that's right. Look, I, I think that the, the thing that I try to do in my job is to prompt our listeners to ask, um, you know, what's your story? Like, what's, yeah. what's the deal with this radio station? What makes it different to the other radio stations? Um, and if you're prompting um, our li- your listeners or your community to ask the question, what's your story? What are you about? Um, then the, the my hope is that we would tell that story well, and it's my job to form that that story Mm. um as a marketer and a fundraiser i have to try and tell the story of hope really well so my ministry is very much about telling a a story to people that i'll I'll never really meet or see yeah but i do get to meet and see them every now and then yeah and i'm sure you from those people that you've like that you probably never met Mm. that you got to meet and greet with what has been one of the coolest like experiences that you've had in that have you had like any moments when you've been like wow that Mm. that's just god in action look to be really honest i am so fortunate i work in a place where every day that stuff happens yeah um i mean it every single day there's a story that comes through in an email or a facebook message or a phone call that um that gives uh us assurance that we're we're kind of doing okay as a ministry yeah but in my first couple of months of working at Hope, um, we do two big on-air appeals a year. And if you listen to Hope, you will know that those relentless weeks of fundraising are incredibly important. And tune in and understand that it, it is supporting the year of ministry. Um, but it's a chance for us to hear stories and to, to get the feedback um, of what the ministry is up to in people's lives. So in my first couple of months... Um, my office is, is not too far from the front door, and the doorbell rang um, during the appeal, and it's a very busy time in our building. And a gentleman was at the door. I answered the door. Uh, he came in, and he had a, a long neck of beer. Um, doesn't happen every day at the Hope Studios. And he had a long neck of beer, and it wasn't opened. He looked like he'd, he'd had a pretty rough ride. He was probably in his late 50s or um, early 30s and a really, really rough ride. Um, but he didn't, he didn't look um, like the, the average, almost the stereotypical hope listener. But he came in and he said, uh, he put the bottle down on our reception desk and said, um, I, just, uh, I just bought this bottle. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I bought this bottle and uh, I was driving from the bottle shop up Lebon's Lane, which is where our studios are. And I, I heard what you guys were doing on the radio and I heard someone... Someone tell a, a story about, you know, that, that, that God loves them and it doesn't matter what's going on in your life, God is there for you. And uh, in the, I think it's about a kilometre from the bottle shop to our studios, he'd made the decision to give up drinking. 
um, he came in with the change from the beer that he'd bought, made a donation to the station. Um, wow. And I've got that bottle of beer in my, my desk drawer at work. So <laughs> it's a reminder that um, God's kind of doing stuff. And, you know, the, the, the songs we play and the little interviews or the testimonies that you hear on the station uh, are touching people in ways that you just yeah. don't, you never quite know. That was a good one, though. We actually yeah, showed was, up. So. Gosh, and that happens every day. Gosh, I'm... I'm getting excited about not that. Not the beer bottle or well, the reception. Yeah, hopefully, not, <laughs> hopefully not heaps of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that one stands out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a good story. Like, it's really encouraging to hear that. It's not just like, it's not like one moment that kind of defines it. It's just like lots of different moments as well. Yeah. And it's just like consistent. Just be like... It is. It is a really... And it's for people at all different stages yeah. in their, their faith. You know, we play, we play music that is a mix of Christian music and not Christian music. And that's intentional. It's so that people um, who don't have a faith or they're trying to figure out where they stand with God um, are going to land on our station and, and there'll be something recognisable. Mm. You know, that's the open door. That's the thing that asks them, that forces them to say, what's the story with this station? They're playing music I know and then there's God music. Mm. Um, and that's that's a that's an intentional thing for us to help people um, make that gentle journey closer to, to Jesus. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who might be looking into media um, or into what you're doing at mm. Hope One Hundred Three Two? Any advice about missional living or like when those opportunities arise? Like, what would you do in that situation? Mm. Yeah. Um, and how would you go about that? Yeah. Uh, when, I, uh, when I was at uni, um, I was working at David Jones in their s- small electrical department, which I don't think even exists anymore. Um, small electrical was massive televisions. I don't know. Anyway, I'm a gifted storyteller. But the... Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the, 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 the thing that... I, I'd just become a Christian when I was working at David Jones... And uh, all I wanted to do was tell people about Jesus. You know, I sold all my CDs to cash converters. Any CD that wasn't pure, I got rid of. And there was, I think, a couple of thousand CDs um, I got rid of. And thank you, Spotify. Now I can listen to all that music again. (laughs) Um, But I was really young in my faith, and all that mattered to me was telling people about, you know, what God had done in my life. Um, and then uh, after four years, three years at David Jones of trying to show people what it means to be a Christian and pretty, pretty messy stuff as well because when you're kind of brand new at it, you get a bit, you get a bit full on and I was full on and it was, uh, it was passion but it was immaturity. Um, then I started working at Sony and all I wanted to do was, was stir people to ask me, why are you different? I didn't want to tell them about Jesus. I just wanted them to say, hey, there's something different about you. I wanted it to be nice and subtle. I felt like I'd burnt some evangelism bridges when I was selling big televisions. And then I got involved at Scripture Union and, and it was this. It was a shock to my system because I had no one. They were all Christians. I had no one to stand out with. Uh, I had no way of, of kind of um, stirring people to say, what's your story? Um, that's 15 years now I've been working in Christian ministry and uh, I, I think I've come the advice I'll land it on this one I think the advice is um, no matter what you're doing what job you're in whether it's on the front line of a mission field or whether it's uh, in the 
back end of a, a department store. Um, just live your life so that people want to know your story. That's kind of it. And then figure out how to tell that story well. That's kind of it. If people are prompting, if you are prompting people to say something about you, hopefully it's because you're living a life that is honouring God and they just want a part of it. Um, but then, you know, just crafting the, the, the right authentic voice to be able to tell that story well. And I guess that's what I do for my job and it's what I try and do when I'm hanging out with my kids and my friends or yeah. if I'm at the, yeah. the pub. So. Wow. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. How, remember that? Is anyone writing that down? That last little bit? It was golden. Excellent. Thanks, Sophie. <laughs> um, Justin, thank you so much um, for letting us interview today. That's so good. Um, like some of the stuff you're saying, I think most of us can really take that to heart. So one more round of applause, please, for Justin. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And time for our second guest of this evening. The lovely Shana. Yay! Woohoo! Have a seat, have a seat. Thank you. I like that this stool is low, yeah. so I don't have to try and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it last week. I was like, oh, I hope, it, uh, yeah, I hope it's lower. Yeah. Good. Everything's good? Yeah. Great. Good. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. How are you, Shana? How are you I'm feeling? I'm good, yes. Good. Had a good week? Good, good? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Now you also have to go through the rapid fire round. Okay. As well, so. <laughs> Right, first thing first thing comes to mind. Okay. Hamburger or taco? Taco. Movie at home or movie at theatre? Movie at home. <laughs> Favourite dance move? You don't have to do it. The robot. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean you can is if you that, want to. Is that? Or is that right. like a little... Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Excellent. Mini golf or real golf? Ooh, I think uh, mini golf, yeah. Mini golf, okay. Okay. And a place that you want to travel and why? Morocco, I think. Just because, like, I've seen all the photos and it just looks really exotic. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple of photos of Morocco. It's pretty, looks pretty cool. Um, <laughs> this wasn't pre-planned, by the way. So no, no, no well yeah. <laughs> all, all impromptu. All good. Um, now, tell us more about yourself. Um, like, I've met you however many weeks ago, like, introduced... Like, I don't know too much about you. Please, enlighten me. Okay. Um, enlighten everyone about yourself. Okay, so, um, yeah, my name is Shana, and uh, I've, I've just got off, actually, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, um, so which I'm the chaplain for. So, I work for an organisation called uh, Arts Care. So, some of you probably have, who... Um, who know me might know a little bit about it, but uh, it's it's a, a not-for-profit ministry in the arts and entertainment industry. So, mm. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and so that pretty much fills up your week. Do you get up to anything else, or is that you like full on? Are you pretty busy with all that stuff. Yeah, it keeps me a little bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So, in that arts care, what is your job in that? Like, what yeah. do you do? Um, yeah, what's your role in that? So I'm I'm the uh, I oversee it. So I'm the founder, and then I'm also the CEO. Uh, I guess <laughs> that's a very big title, but uh, yeah, I'm the founder and I run it. And I'm I'm also a chaplain as well. So I get to go on the on the ground and um, really meet people's needs as well as um, getting the the organisation up and running. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like I'm because when I heard about this like this chaplaincy of like arts and entertainment, I thought wow, you might meet some pretty cool people, yeah? You get to experience that with so many... I don't know, like, would you meet with, like, 
top names that you'd kind of hear around? Or Well, I guess, like, the arts and entertainment industry is a really interesting place. Is anyone here actually in the arts and entertainment? Like, and when I say arts and entertainment, that's everything from movies to the fashion industry to an artist, like, drawing things to... Uh, I think they even say that pop culture is part of the arts and entertainment industry as well. So, um, so it's quite diverse. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so our organisation kind of... Um, sees people in their their lowest of lows because I guess uh, not everyone who's in who's an artist or gets to be a creative person always is you know up on the top five percent of yeah, being yeah. really famous. Yeah. But then I guess uh, yeah, part of our my job as well is supporting people who are really good and really excellent at what they do as well. So that does mean that I get to support people in uh, high positions as well and. Um, yeah, I think people think it's really g glamorous. I get that a lot. People say, oh, you get to hang out with famous people all day. Uh, but it's not really like that. I think um, everybody uh, at the end of the day is just human and we're yeah. all human and yeah. everyone has the same struggles. Just yeah. some people's struggles may be a bit more uh, in the limelight or a little bit more magnified. So uh, that's kind of what yeah, we're there so just true. to help people navigate the journey, whatever stage of that that looks like. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And how did you get into that? Because obviously it's a very, it's quite specific. Yeah. Um, how did you end up into that, like starting your own, founding your own yeah. business um, and going forward with that? How did you end up like that? Well, it wasn't something that I really went into to do. I think if I had any advice for everyone is don't start a not-for-profit <laughs> unless you really, yeah. Uh, yeah, God is really leading you and you really feel that that's what he's called you to do. So that wasn't, uh, something that I, I went into. I guess I just started really, firstly, just being really faithful in my local church, um, just serving God and just really have a heart and a passion just to serve Him. And I was in pastoral care, and that was something that just came very naturally to me. So, um, and I had the opportunity really through that to, to be able to do pastoral care for creative people. And that's kind of how that came out, came about was people were bringing to me people who were in the industry who maybe have fallen away from church and the industry um, especially in the music industry to begin with it can be very much there's a lot of um, especially if you're not a Christian in that space or even if you are a Christian there's a lot of temptations and pressures and you work crazy hours uh, which is not just the nine to five job and um, and and because of that people can kind of get a little bit um, you know facing don't know really how to ha handle that life um, because it can be quite full-on with those pressures. And so people were bringing me their friends and saying, you know, they I want to get them to church, but they, they're saying if I come in that the roof might fall down. So yeah. I don't know what to do with them because they're calling me at 5 a.m. really drunk and uh, <laughs> what can I do yeah. to help them? Yeah. And so God just really broke my heart really because I just really felt that we are so blessed in this. Like we're so blessed to be in church. Like just even tonight, like, you know, we have amazing praise and worship and we've got amazing, like great community. And God yeah. just really showed me that we have it so great. And there's people out there who've just never experienced this love that we have and have not, don't have the tools and the equipment that, that you know, we, we've got the word of God, which yeah. is the tool for life. And we've also got godly and great wisdom around us. But people out there, they don't know, they don't have anyone they, they go to all the wrong places. They go to, you know, the internet, which yeah. can have so many different yeah. solutions to life. Um, and so um, I just, I felt God prompting me to say, you know, if you don't go, who will? Like, 
um, and I've given you an opportunity to go in and be the hands, my hands and feet. And so very reluctantly, because I didn't come from that world. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I might say that I didn't actually come from the arts and entertainment industry. Like I was a missionary's pastor's kid and that was kind of all I knew and worked in the not-for-profit space, but working with people who were actually homeless. That was one. Of, and people in, um, in, yeah, just kind of in squalor. That was actually one of my first jobs. Uh, and yeah, and that was just not my world, but God was just really challenged me to say, okay, Shana, what have you got in your hand? What have, what, who are the people who I've entrusted you with? And, um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of how I just felt like, okay, well, I can't do much, but I can love the people in front of me. And in that point, it was these people that didn't know Jesus and yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, I think that reveals a lot about your heart and I really admire that like that's so I think a lot of people like admire that um that heart for like caring for other people who may not be like as privileged um and who are kind of led to um stuff that you know God calls us away from and yeah I don't know I really I really admire your heart for that um how long have you been in this industry um for like how how many like this is recently new have been for a couple of years or Probably, yeah, it's been been a number of years now. Yeah. I think I've, I'm not sure from when we started. I mean, the organisation has taken many kind of... We started off as chaplaincy and then became arts care. But, yeah, I've been a chaplain for a while now. But I think, yeah, it doesn't kind of just birth overnight. It does take yeah. a lot of work. So. Yeah. And over those years um, that you've worked with arts care, what would be, do you think, your favourite part um, of doing that? Um, like, and maybe... Maybe that might link into a cool story that you might have for us because um, I'm very excited to hear um, some cool stuff that's happened. Yeah, uh, I guess well, my favourite part is, yeah, just I think those moments um, with just seeing people's the lights come on in people's, like, eyes. I think I love those moments of when people um, just kind of find hope or find... Um, yeah, just being able to sit with people and then them just realise that there's more to life than just being really miserable, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, I think that, that's, you know, I don't always get those moments, but when I can see people go, you know what, like, I'm going to actually stand up for something other than just being really, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's something yeah. that I just really, yeah, that I just really love seeing people go, I'm, I want to live for more than just myself. I get a real cool kick out of that. Um, and yeah, I guess um, part of one of my jobs is being the chaplain for Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, and so I've just actually come off the back of that. So if I look a little, um, a little bleary-eyed, no, that, fine. and Everyone's also fine. a conference. Where's that lovely, my lovely friend Claire <laughs> over there? So, and then I was also at Canberra yesterday. So it's been kind oh, of a wow. big week for me. So, um, but yeah, so Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week is probably being the chaplain for that has been one of the highlights. I've done that for four years, four and a half wow. years now. So, um, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, that was a, a role that kind of didn't exist. And um, I've really enjoyed, uh, again, like seeing people who, again, that's a big, one of the biggest weeks in the fashion industry. And you see people, again, come in from, um, yeah, just kind of come come into the, the doors of Fashion Week and especially come in and, you know, they it can be quite overwhelming because it's like the pinnacle of their career and everyone wants to be seen and everything like, and it's like, they're especially for the designers, having their collection shows, there's a lot of pressure on them. 
Um, and for some people, like uh, like suicide, and there's some mental issues as well that can be kind of quite full on for them. So yeah. part of my role is being able to support people um, through that. But uh, at Fashion Week, I think, uh, not this year, but last year, a cool story was... Um, there's, a, there's always a lot of cool stories, but I think one year was I had someone come up to me and uh, they weren't, hang on, which one, which, uh, I had, okay, I'll tell you a funny story, so it'll <laughs> stay in the, stay in here. Um, but a few years ago, um, it was in Carriage Works, has anyone been to Carriage Works? Um, oh, yeah. So it's yeah, a kind yeah. of an old building in Redfern, and um, it's, they had a run-through, so if the runway they use, they convert it into Fashion Week. But they had um, a run-through of one of the, the shows, and um, they had a DJ, and the DJ kind of played a little bit too loud, and so it literally made the roof cave in. Like, it literally caved in. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and thankfully it was during rehearsal because it just literally missed a whole like group of male models <laughs> who were like <laughs> going to be running the, the, the runway that time um, and yeah and they actually were quite terrified uh, as you would be because <laughs> you just got missed by a giant thing of concrete falling from the roof and wow. so so the organizers called me as the chaplain they took them all into the room and uh, and then the, the organizers called me into the room and said, you know, everyone's quite traumatised and we don't quite know what, yeah, what to do because they kind of, they weren't refusing to go on, but obviously they were off their A game. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I got to go into the room and kind of ch chat to them through what they were feeling and some of the emotions that they were feeling through that. But it was really interesting to me because it literally brought up questions. Like they were literally saying, you know, had that been just a little bit more, yeah. that could have been us. And, you know, it could have really injured us, number one, that could have been our career because it's a lot to do with how you look and being able to walk and things like that. And number two, it literally some of them were saying, well, you know, that was a life and death experience for them as well. And it made them actually consider what, you know, what they believed. <laughs> so yeah. me as a chaplain got to really talk that through and uh, I don't always get the opportunity to say, you know, where is your salvation at? <laughs> as a chaplain, we've got to be really careful. But, but yeah, I really enjoyed that opportunity and I got to pray with them. I'm confirmed God will pray. do anything yes, um, to, right. to get people so, to talk to about him. Yeah, so <laughs> what, what I'm saying is you just never know. Like, you might have an opportunity to Even if that means you. caving in a roof. Exactly. Like, God will do anything. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so we've talked about the why and why you do it, and that's awesome. But now I want to talk about more like how, um, because I think a lot of people want to know, like how do you, how do you I know, create an environment with all these like people um to talk about that like obviously not every time the roof's just going to cave in and so you're going to get that opportunity um so how do you how yeah how do you create that atmosphere um, to, yeah to i mean yeah you don't like i think as a chaplain if anyone's a chaplain here you know like there are days where you just go am i even making any difference like you can be there and i think yeah, you just don't feel like anything is happening. But I think it's just it's just being present often with people. Like, I think pe you don't really realise. I'll tell another story. I was um, a chaplain for the Sydney Kings before I got to be um, in the arts and entertainment. But I used to just kind of come in. I was working with a lot with the wives and girlfriends. And 
I just really felt like I wasn't doing any good. Like I yeah. was coming and sitting with them and, um, you know, just week in and week out and uh, kind of, you know, there, there's a lot of pressures and, and things like that too with being a, a wag, although they don't like always being called a wag, <laughs> but uh, being a wife or girlfriend to a, 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 an elite athlete really. Um, but then, you know, it was that one time when I, I thought, I actually thought, oh, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm just kind of coming and sitting and I feel like I'm just having shallow conversations and, I, you know, I'm trying, but I just, I don't think that this is doing anything. Like, I just want them to see Jesus and, and X, Y, and Z. Um, but, yeah, I, it wasn't until I stopped showing up <laughs> that someone said, hey, where are you? I don't know where you are. And then, and I said, oh, really? Like, um, oh, I'm, I'll be there next week. And I felt kind of like, because I, I just didn't think that they would really notice if I wasn't, I was still there, but just not really sitting in that same spot. And they just said, oh, um, because every time I see you there, it, make, it brings peace to me. Yeah. And it just made me think, you know, it's not about me, but we, we carry Jesus and how it's what we have in us is enough to really just change the atmosphere around us. And it's um, sometimes it's just you just being present and just, you know, um, even when you feel like, oh, today's a really tough day and I don't feel like I'm representing Jesus well, but by just showing up and just being you and just bringing what you have to the table is enough for somebody to go, hey, you know what, like, um, I don't know what it is about them, but just there's something is different about them mm. and they've got something, you know, there's something different about them and, and they, people can really feel that. So I think, yeah, if you're going to say about the how, sometimes yeah. it's just showing up and just being willing to have a go. <laughs> yeah. And even if, you, if it doesn't work, just I think God really honours that as well. It's just that I really think he honours when we just take a step out and might not have it all together, but just taking that step, he'll, he'll go before us and he'll make a way. Because I believe too in every one of your lives, there's people in your life that God has specifically put in your life for a reason. He's literally put people, put you in your workplace or put you where you're stu studying and in your families because God's, you're the one that God wants to show his glory through you. And he's, he's given you everything you need to be able to do that as you press into him and um, yeah, that's all it is, just pressing into God and allowing him through his Holy Spirit to, to yeah. shine. Yeah, That's so cool. And that shows, like, it's not much. Like, there's no secret formula to being a great mission in workplace. It's just sometimes it's just showing up. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what God wants us to do, just to show up and live our lives as he wants us to do. I think that's awesome. Um, any final advice um i mean i know there's just then you gave some pretty good advice um for us but are there any like final words that you want like to tell everyone no i think yeah yeah i, th <laughs> I honestly you've covered it all like think, you, yeah. that was so that was so good yeah I um just, yeah just i think yeah you're just awesome and just keep being excellent in what you do i think just yeah bringing your best or bringing your worst just putting it towards god yeah, yeah. amen give a round of applause for shana <laughs> So I'm gonna get Shana stay, stay. Oh, actually, oh yeah, look here. Do you want Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Okay. Wow, what two awesome people we have. Um, that's like our official end, sort of. But um, if we want to pray, um, if there was anything tonight that like kind of touched you and kind of like poked at something you want in your life, um, anything they said that encouraged you, but also anything that like discouraged you, where you kind of just like felt 
like you heard about how they lead amazing lives and mission and you're like, oh, you know. Um, come up the front. Have uh, Someone will come and pray for you if you're at the front. That's the only reason it's really special. Um, if you don't want to come up the front, grab someone next to you who kind of looks like they can pray and just ask them to pray for you. Because, um, yeah, we can all lead missional lives. Mm. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we get into that, I want to get... Justin and Shana Ooh. back up here. Oh, never mind. Um, I just want to pray, and Laura, I want you can oh. help pray as well. Um, just to pray, just to thank God for what you're doing, and just encourage you um, in all that. So, my I play hand? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, dear Lord, we thank we thank Justin and Shana for what they've done, Lord. Um, we thank you that they are good servants of God, Lord. Um, and in the media and the job, what they're doing, Lord, um, it's for you and their living life um, for you, Lord. And we thank you for that. Um, Lord, we just want to encourage, encourage them in what they're doing. Um, give them more. Give them more opportunities, Lord. Let, me, let them see more of you in their workplace, Lord. Um, so, Lord, we just ask for more of you in that, Lord. Um, and, yeah, we thank you for the amazing stuff that you've done in their lives. Um, and we thank you for the power of testimony, Lord. Um, that their stories um, could have impacted um, anyone here, Lord. Um, we ask for more of that. And that their testimony will go out um, and that more will hear their story, Lord, and will know about you. Yeah, Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm.